Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Here we go. The 200th episode of this journey began because of a coincidence. I did a lot of reflecting the last couple of weeks as I was thinking about this episode. I mean, for me, it's kind of crazy when I think about the podcast. The history, well, the history is simple. I was asked to present to a staff in southeastern Wisconsin, and a young teacher from Alcorn stopped me as I was heading out the door. She said, hey, I want to hear more from you, and you should start a podcast. At that time and now, I was addicted to my weekly relationships with podcasts and with the people like Mike Rowe, who I thought to myself were pretty awesome. So I said, hmm, I'll give it a shot. Now, almost four years later, I am so blessed to have so many new friends who join me weekly for these leadership lessons, reflections, and tools. I went back through these episodes and realized how much we've been through together, how much this podcast has grown me, and how many new relationships I have as a result. And I am very grateful. I've interviewed people who are remarkable, and I've shared reflections of all things leadership and been vulnerable. Well, today, I want to do it again. And I want to share with you my reflections of how I think I learned leadership skills while I was in high school. But let's review the basis of this entire podcast, a message we review every single episode. First, what is a leader? Well, a leader is anyone who has influence over others, making everyone you meet in every environment a leader. Each of us, therefore, have an obligation to be constantly thinking about what type of leader we are in every moment. What type of leadership do we subscribe to? (laughs) Buffalo leadership. As I shared in episode number one, we face choices each day in our lives. We are going to look at the world in one of two ways. Are we going to go the way of the buffalo and run into the challenges that we face with optimism, perseverance, tenacity, and reflection? Or are we going to turn our bodies to the storm and walk away from it? Are we going to try to ignore the challenges coming our way and look back at past days and wish that we could walk to what was like a cow? (laughs) The reality is that we choose our happiness, our engagement, and our attitude, and we do that like a buffalo. No one can force us into a way of life, but we can certainly opt into one. Each week when I prep the podcast, I'm faced with how to go about it. Could I flip the microphone on and talk about how sad I am or how hard things are? Sure. It'd be like a one-minute episode and who would listen? Plus, that's not my nature. My nature is to run. Run into it and then reflect. Okay, we are all leaders who act as a buffalo. And our two key defining behaviors are to first be empathetic and second to reflect upon what is going on and what is going well. First is the key and that is empathy constantly positioning ourselves to understand what is going on in the lives of those we are around, those we are serving, supporting, coaching, and loving. The key is to listen. The key behavior for us in our empathy is to ask questions. What do I need to do different in order to support you in this moment? And then listen. Listening is the recipe for that person's success, and the only way to do that is to get it to come from them. Then we act. Act in the manner that we are asked to by them. Upon acting and empathizing, we then step back and reflect upon what it is that is going on around us. The guiding question at the end of every action is simple. What did I do well? How did I serve others? We as leaders spend way too much time collecting regrets instead of 
spanking micro successes. We need to take our mindset to a place where we can be content with what we have done in an effort to positively influence others. A buffalo sees the storm, gathers energy, motivates the herd, charges through the storm and races to the sunshine and stars on the other side and then asks, what went well on that journey? Simple and elegant and the way to live our lives. Now, about this episode, I believe one way we can influence others is to become more confident in their leadership and support their leadership is to model for others how to look for leadership everywhere. We spend an awful lot of time trying to correct behaviors, trying to get people to act in certain ways, trying to get people to be successful. Yet, we spend little time showing them examples of ways to do it. We need to flip the paradigm and show people leadership. It starts with you, and here's the tactic that you need to employ. You need to look for it. Look for examples of leadership. All the little things that you normally look past. Everywhere your feet are, there are examples of leadership. A story before the tactic. This week, I was thinking a lot about this episode, and I wrote down this question on a post-it and put it on my dashboard because I had to spend a lot of time in the car. Where was I first expected to be a leader? The key word there is expected. Now, I came up with a host of answers. As a big brother when we were really little, and I had to watch my younger brothers in the yard. When I was asked to be first in line to lead my classmates out for recess in kindergarten. And I kept thinking of all these ways I was asked to lead over the course of my life. Think about this for a moment. We've all been leading our entire lives. Yet we think of leadership as a person or a title. Nope. Everywhere. All the time. I finally settled on a place that I think I was pressed to be a leader and act independently to influence others. I was 15 years old. And it was three months until I turned 16. And I wanted a job at a cool place. Somewhere other people my age worked and someplace that I liked and could have fun. I picked up an application and I got called for an interview after I dropped it off. I put on my best pair of black jeans and a collared shirt and a skinny tie. It was 1986, after all, and I asked my mom to drive me so that I could interview. We drove to the place in her gold four-door Chevy Cavalier, and she dropped me off, wished me luck, told me to tell the truth and be yourself, and I went in. I was so nervous because I wanted to work here really bad. There were a ton of cool upperclassmen who worked here. The cutest girl in my high school was amongst them, adding a little more motivation and nervousness to the interview. I walked into the intoxicating environment, was interviewed by the head manager, Wayne, and when the interview was over, he said he'd call me with his decision. I went into the payphone and called my mom and asked her to come and get me. Yeah, you heard that correctly. I had to pay 25 cents to get a ride from my mom. I stood in the lobby and waited for my mom, and it felt like forever. And as I was standing there, Wayne came out from his office, saw me there and said, Hey, Ted, what size pants do you wear? I must have had a really creeped out look on my face. And he said, for your uniform? Oh, uh, uh, and I told him my pants size. And he said, I want you to work here. You've got a lot of energy and you're pretty funny. Plus, you being here saved me a phone call. I'll go get your uniform and you can start on Friday. I tried to contain my excitement, but Wayne could see it and said, welcome to the team. He went and got me two pairs of gray pocketless pants and three shirts and a visor. He brought me a Coke and said, hey, these are free when you are working. My mom pulled up. I got in with my new clothes and my Coke, put my visor on backwards after she pulled out of the lot and cranked the Duran Duran tape that I kept in the glove box of her car. My mom was so happy for me and kept telling me how, how proud 
she was of me. Now, where is the leadership in this short story? It's all over the place. So what would you reinforce in this story so far? Well, a kid taking the initiative to apply for a job. The leadership there is risk. My mom, when she dropped me off and coached me, be yourself and tell the truth. The leadership is reinforcing integrity and honesty. The manager telling me I had a lot of energy and was funny. The leadership is reinforcement of what they value and what they need. Seriously, think about life through the lens of micro-leadership and where you see it. Stop and think about what is going on around you. The job? The job was at McDonald's, which in my city of Port Washington, Wisconsin, at that time, McDonald's was the center of the known universe in our community in 1986. And when I was hired, I went through a training series and learned two things to this day that I apply and hear in my mind in certain situations, and they were leadership ideas. One of the principles they expected amongst the staff and employees was a very simple premise. The customer is always right. Customer service is critical to the success of an organization, and I can't tell you how often I hear that in my mind. They would tell us all the time, don't argue with the customer or defend your actions. Just remember that the customer is always right. This is not just a leadership principle, but it forced me, yes, forced me, to think empathetically for the first time in my teenage life. Key word here is forced. I'm certain I was empathetic because of my high emotional intelligence when I was a high school kid, but I was never forced to be empathetic. And here is how that principle got me to be more empathetic. Some people figured out back in the 80s, that you could customize your McDonald's order no matter how busy or what time it was. If someone wanted something a certain way, well done, no ketchup, whatever it was, the customer is always right and gets what they need. So one night, I was working a school night shift and we closed at 10 p.m. But after cleaning everything up, if you were lucky, you could get out of there by 10.30. So if it was slow, you'd start cleaning the grills and fryers, you'd mop and clean the dining area, and you'd get the trash taken out. The nightmare was if somebody would walk in right before 10. The manager would then go around and check out if everything was good, and certain people could go home early. So 10 minutes to 10, we had the place ready to button up. And suddenly, a drive through customer pulls up and orders a custom burger and fries with no salt. Now, this is a big deal because we had a couple burgers in the bin. We had some fries ready to go. And basically what would have happened at 10 o'clock is the lights would have been turned off and all that stuff would have been thrown away. Every one of us started to swear and grumble. Fries with no salt means you had to get everything cleaned and dirty again. I mean, to this day, I don't understand how anyone can eat French fries without salt. Potatoes only exist to complement the flavor of salt. Jeez. Okay, the guy drives around to the window to pay. Now, this was when we still stuck half our bodies out of the drive through window to hand you everything, and the entire crew was peering around the corner to see who was this knob. He rolled down his window. By the way, he had to hand crank it, so it took a couple of extra seconds, and we heard a groaning coming from the back seat. It was a haunting sound, and then we heard, come on, we need to get going. As we completed the customer order, I collected the cash and made the change, and we handed him the beverages. The man was driving his pregnant wife to the hospital, and she was having labor pains. But she had insisted on getting something to eat. Now, these are the types of things, obviously, in your life you don't forget. The man then went on to explain that this was their third child, and she didn't want to go to the hospital hungry, and she couldn't have salt because it wouldn't be good for her blood pressure as she was giving birth. <laughs> as I handed him his drink, I asked if they had names for the baby, and he grinned and said, well, only if it's a girl. And I said, well, hey, 
If it's a boy, you better name him Ronald. The wife started to laugh and cough because she was shoveling fries down her throat, and the husband gave me a high five. Our manager threw a bunch of boxes of cookies through the window for him and the crew and the kids when they would come visit her, and our crew screamed good luck when the car pulled away. And we all laughed hysterically at what had happened, and we had forgotten about the 10 extra minutes of cleaning, and we talked about baby Ronald McDonald and if they'd ever reconsider Grimace as the kid's nickname. We laughed about it for two weeks, and my manager reminded me that we were lucky that that man had a sense of humor. But where was the leadership? It was all over the place in the story. The husband putting the needs of his wife first, getting McDonald's on the way to the hospital, service to others, our crew putting the needs of the customer first, others before self, smarty pants Ted bringing levity to the situation. Leadership is everywhere you look, especially if you reflect. I want you to take the next few days to build a new habit, the habit of identifying the leadership around you, reflecting on the micro and macro impacts of that leadership and then reinforcing it. The next principle was clean as you go, which was remarkably smart and quite buffalo, if I must say so myself. The idea was that you should never waste a minute and constantly be in motion and taking on everything around you. Now, I'm an energetic person, and in high school, <laughs> I think supercharged hyperactivity would be the best way to describe me. And that made me perfect for working the grill at McDonald's. When you were trained back in the day to make and cook burgers, you had a freezer next to the grill, and there were two sizes of patties, regular and quarter pounder. You could make a dozen burgers at a time. What you did was, well, what I did was, I'd crack the patties in two hands on the grill to break them apart, lay them on the grill, six in each hand, and smack a timer on the top of the vent. Then you'd turn and toast a dozen buns. The buns would be toasted before you turned the burgers, and you'd dress them. Squirt of ketchup, squirt of mustard, handful of onions, three pickles, cheese if you needed cheeseburgers. The buzzers would go off the, on the grill, then you'd turn the burgers, shake of salt and pepper, then you'd sear them, and the buzzer would go off. You'd take the burgers from the grill, you'd put them on the buns, and then you'd wrap them. And the entire time you were doing all of that, which I think took a total of five minutes, you'd be cleaning as you go, wiping down the stainless countertops, sweeping the floor and scraping the grill, all the while listening to adult 80s contemporary music and a manager barking to load the bin with burgers. It was awesome, but it was insanely intelligent and a proactive strategy for management that today I hear in my head. Leadership is challenging what is in front of you. Buffalo leadership is challenging those problems, and the best buffaloes are proactively challenging the storm by always looking for the opportunity to avoid them. Clean as you go simply means address the little things so they never become big things. Now that I'm older, I understand that having a clean workspace had two purposes. Safety, you can't slip and fall if you're always cleaning, and reduction of waste. Do you know how careful we were not to have those little onions everywhere because then you wouldn't have to clean them up or sesame seeds anywhere from the quarter pounder buns? The smarter we were on the front end, the less work on the back end. Genius. And do you hear all the leadership and where the leadership is? Clean as you go. Don't wait on something you can do now. Fix what is broken. Proactivity. Have a safe workspace. Concern for others. I mean, today when I cook, my kitchen is constantly in motion. There might be something simmering on the stove while I'm washing another pot. I might be putting stuff on the table. I might be asking Megan to set the table. Always in motion. And where did I learn that principle of leadership and collaboration? McDonald's. This week, I want you to seek the opportunity to see the leadership in everything. Point it out. Point it out and talk about it. 
We spend so much time trying to teach people leadership principles and then getting frustrated that they can't achieve the levels that we want. Well, let's reverse it. Identify the principles and values you expect, but then point out leadership in every environment, everywhere you are, and everything that you are seeing. As small as it is, it all adds up. The stem sentence to use is very simple. Hey, did you just see how she blah, blah, blah? Did you just see what he just did? I'm really serious about this and clearly excited. And my challenge for you is to create, create a process to support leadership, better learners, colleagues, more collaboration, better results. They all come from supporting the leadership within others. Do you want people to become better advocates for themselves? Well, they have to be shown how to do that. You want people to stand up for themselves? They need to be shown how to properly do that. Okay, one more. It's the 200th episode. We're going to go a little longer. I wanted to spend some time with my wife, Megan, the other night. And she was watching She was watching the Hallmark Channel. And she knows those sappy little movies drive me nuts. But I wanted to be with her, and that's what she was doing. So I watched a couple of minutes of the movie, and I thought, I'm going to look for the leadership in this story. Now, as an aside, I wish just for one of those movies, just one, James Bond would drive through the charming winter villages of New England and just simply wave. I'd watch every time to wait for that moment. Okay, so I watched as the woman who owned a food truck was entering a competition for the best food truck in her little city, and her friends were coming to support her. Leadership. Then, how the chef, the woman, decided to shift her menu to redefine herself. Risk. And how a guy in town, who she did not yet realize she was in love with, the undertone of all Hallmark movies, was willing to take his food truck out to the com- out of the competition completely so she had a better chance, service to others. And then how the chef was upset that he would do that out of pity for her, but her girlfriend came in and came over and explained that he might be doing it because he cares about you. Empathy. I have no idea how it ended because my watch alerted me to the score of the Milwaukee Brewers game and I went up and watched the rest of the game. But I can guess that she won the competition and he likely took second place and they ended up together in a slow and warm embrace at the ending, which in leadership is called commitment and collaboration. Huh? See what I did there? The point is this. Leadership is everywhere and it has many names and qualities. But how are you recognizing in others? How are you reflecting? How are you seeking it? And how are you thinking about it at the end of every interaction? And looking at the world for the leadership that's all around us. Watch your favorite movie. Watch a TV show. When you see a kid display leadership, point it out to others. When you see a colleague do something seemingly simple, look for the leadership. When you're watching the news, a TV show, a movie, people watching, whatever you're doing, look for the leadership. It is everywhere. It is repeatable. And frankly, it's remarkable when you look for it. Someone unloaded the dishwasher, service to others. Someone brought a treat to get others motivated, selflessness. Someone opened the door, others before self. Someone noticed someone else is not their self, empathy. Come on, look at all the buffaloes around us. And finally, at the end of the day, reflect upon a simple question. What went well today and how did I lead for others? That's leadership. So let's do some smart thinking. List leadership that has already occurred around you today. Describe your worldview and how you see leadership. Describe how you will reinforce the leadership that is all around you. That's it. 
That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please share this episode on your social media platform or with others. And a huge thank you to the Well Pennies for the use of their music and all that they have allowed me to do with their creativity. Find them on Spotify or any music platform that you listen to. 200 episodes later, and I'm a better person because of the desire to serve you through these platforms. I have found myself in some amazing places as a result of these weekly reflections and stories. I think I have 200 more podcasts within me, and if I can make it to 400, that's going to be awesome. And I want to thank you for fueling my inner buffalo. The fuel comes from a short note or email. When someone says, that helped me. Well, hey, this helps me as well, and I'm grateful for all you do. I am grateful for you. I'm highly motivated when I get to be with you in person, and I'm always available to come to you or your staff or your team and support your leadership by presenting to others, coaching others, or supporting your systems of improvement. I mean, a young teacher in Elkhorn sparked all of this with her leadership, influence. When she said, Ted, you should start a podcast. Then we did. And now, and I say this very modestly, we've been listened to in 104 countries, every state in the United States, And nearly 140,000 times. That's humbling, but it is influence. Influence sparked by a 25-year-old woman who thought it'd be a good idea. I'm in your car, your ears, your office, or your home only because of the influence of another person. I never had this on my radar, but now that it is, I love it. I've prepped this podcast in hotels, my car, in parking lots of tennis stadiums, soccer fields, and waysides on the interstate. I've had more fun editing and producing these than I'd ever imagined. It's the highlight of my week. So the last thing I learned from my mother, my teachers, my manager at McDonald's, and my baby brother John is a core principle of leadership that I want to end with. Always say please and thank you. Know that I appreciate you for all the ways you buffalo, and please continue to serve others through your leadership. And thank you. Thank you for supporting my leadership. Thank you for being you in the lives of others. And thank you for being a leader. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best Hands while the 